Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro. Before we get to today's episode, just want to thank our sponsors, Lori Bedke and Creighton University. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. My guest in this episode is Rod Brooks. And Rod is one of the finest sports talk radio hosts in America. He co-hosts the Tolbert, Kruger, and Brooks show on KNBR, which is the Bay Area's sports radio flagship station, and he's awesome. He is here to help me reconcile and to help us reconcile some tension, some frustration around being a sports fan during the COVID pandemic. I've shared on the show in the past my difficulties with our professional sports leagues, and I've shared this on social media as well with their bubble constructs, with their obvious access to COVID-19 testing that the rest of the United States doesn't have and the the friction that that's causing me because I'm a huge sports fan. I love my sports. Having Rod come on to lend some perspective to that, to what's happening with our professional sports teams. Are people actually enjoying professional sports? They are all up and running. The National Football League season kicks off this Thursday, September 10th. Where does sports fit into this landscape? Is it different than it used to be? Teaser trailer, it is. We also have some fun talking about the extraordinary Michael Jordan series, The Last Dance, and also why it is okay to engage with professional sports while still acknowledging this is all incredibly difficult, incredibly bizarre, and incredibly challenging. Rod is also a good friend of mine, so having the chance to have a chat with a good buddy, there's a real value in that. And we actually spend some time talking about the difficulties that can come with trying to make friends as an adult, because Rod and I became friends when we were adults, and he's just the most wonderful friend. He's an incredible sports talk show host, and this was really fun. Before we get to the episode, please do take a look at the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. More than 200 episodes, evergreen content, all kinds of great content with incredible guests on the topics that matter right now, climate change, gender equity, gun violence, sports. It's all in there. Please take a look around and pluck out the stuff that sounds interesting to you. Please do share the show with your friends and your colleagues as well. And definitely subscribe and leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your shows. It really helps us out. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show, and you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. We are in the midst of a pandemic, and yet somehow all of our sports teams are up and running, and the NFL is kicking off tomorrow. It's just fantastic to kind of decompress around some sports talk and reconcile some of these frustrations and tensions. There's no one better to do with than Rod Brooks. So without further ado, here he is, Rod Brooks. Rod, welcome to Explore the Space. I, I'm I am so delighted this is happening. 
(laughs) (laughs) Delighted is a good word, man. I'm delighted too. We have talked about sports. I was thinking about it over the years in like all the different places and settings that you can. And we've talked about just about every sport, which delights me once again. Now we're on a podcast. So this is awesome. (laughs) Look at us stepping into the future. I, I remember one of my more vivid memories in my newly found adulthood is when we first met. Do you remember when we first met, when we first clicked? Do you remember where we were, literally where we were? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we were by the water in Tahoe. We were in the water in Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we were on like a, a fun island or, or some, <laughs> yeah. so, 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 something for children in the water. And it was Apt, the two yes, of us, good, we, yes. you know, in, in like in like on like a fun island or like a raft. Yeah. And we just, you know, as you get to be an adult, you know, when you click with someone or you become friends with someone in adulthood, which is rare yeah. um, to me anyway, it, it, it leaves an indelible mark. And I'll never forget that because obviously we were in we were in Tahoe, which is an unforgettable place. But it's two grown adult men and we're sitting there and we were vibing. And it was like, you know, it was like we were 14, 15 years old and we met at some rec center or we met at summer camp or something. And and I was like, and, you know, I'm not someone, especially in my adult years, who makes friends willingly or easily. I was like, this guy's going to be a friend of mine for totally. for the rest of my life. So it's so like, you know, here we are now in, in, a, in a seemingly totally different world. Yet what is constant is that the two of us are going to sit here and BS and chat. And it all started. We were in the water in Tahoe and we were just blah, 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 just chatting away. And yeah. here we are right now in 2020 doing the same it, thing. It's so interesting that you think of it that way, because we've actually talked about this. It's come up on the podcast before that being an adult and making friends is really difficult. Oh. They, they don't tell you that growing up. They don't tell no, you that don't. in college when like everyone is like <laughs> fist bumps and let's buy a round and have fun. Like when you're an adult, making new friends <laughs> is hard. It's really difficult. And <laughs> I agree. Like I share that story of like how you and I became friends like over a decade ago now of just, Hey, cool. I've just made a new friend. Oh my gosh. Life well, is amazing. And, and, and what's, what's sad about it. And I am extraordinarily guilty of this is not only is it hard to make friends as an adult, it's hard to keep friends as an adult. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you have kids or when you have, especially when you have young kids and now with, you know, the world, just turned upside down. Right. It's hard to maintain friendships. Like I said, I'm I'm extraordinarily guilty of that because you know but I will go off the grid. It's in a nice minute. to know when you can pick up. Like you and oh, I yeah. have yes, we and text. that's the thing. But right. just pick up where we left off, and that's what we need to do because the yep. last time we hung out, we talked sports. <laughs> I haven't talked sports meaningfully with somebody, including like my whole group of friends, because we're all disconnected. <laughs> For so long, I'm dying. Can we talk some sports? <laughs> I'm here for you. Okay, let's do. <laughs> so I will just be totally transparent. I, I'm, you know me. I'm a huge sports fan. I follow all of them. I've got my favorite teams. I'm passionate. I'm in. I have never felt more disconnected from sports and less interested in sports mm-hmm. in this weird milieu. And like this episode will go up right before the professional football season starts. Every league is competing. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. It's the strangest disconnect. And I want to ask you, because I know you have a really nice strategic view of the sports landscape nationally 
is it the same for everyone? Is it a mix? Is the passion the same and I'm the outlier? What's happening? I'm, I think, and maybe this is going to be something that will will be determined when we get a, a kind of a long view picture of it. But I think people's priorities are shifting a bit just because it's a lot easier. Being a sports fan is a ridiculous and silly thing. Just, 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 just on base, even in non-pandemic times. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and Jerry Seinfeld summed it up succinctly: "You're rooting for laundry." And <laughs> totally, and and totally. this this idea of you have to be a loyal sports fan if a team wins or lose, if if they spend money or if they don't spend money, which ties into winning and losing, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is, and the way it's been for a while. That just you're a loyal sports fan. It, it doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, something that 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 has only happened since what was the Spanish flu, 1917, 1918, yeah. something that, that that basically has never happened before in modern times has happened. And I do think that people they 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 lost that 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 kind of sports fan zealotry because, well, it's become a life or death situation or it's become, I got to keep my job or I got to teach my kids at home and I'm wholly unqualified to be a school teacher. So I think it shifted. I will say though, that when we had that period of where there was no sports from the time when everything shut down with Rudy Gobert and the NBA to when things kind of got back going again, uh, let's just say with, uh, with European soccer, Premier League soccer to, to, to pick a, a country, to pick England, that when it happened, I think us real kind of dyed-in-the-wool sports fans, we were just like, yes, thank you. There was an appreciation of it. So I think there's been an appreciation of sports being back, even if it is weird because there's no fans and you don't know if it's going to continue or whatever. But there's an appreciation of it. But I think for people who were not necessarily – Hey, I'm a sports fan. I ride or die with my team. I think something happened where that priority shift had to take place because it's hard to really give a shit about whether a team wins or loses when you're worried, hey, man, is my kid's school going to open or am I going to have a job to go to? So I just kind of think that frivolous of, hey, I'm a sports fan. It doesn't matter. I think we've lost that just because we 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 can't focus on that because they're just way too more important life or death things to 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 pay attention to. That context is super helpful. But I'll say that I'm still in the place of the dyed in the wool root hard for the laundry fan. I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. The Dodgers might win the whatever we're going to call this World Series. The Lakers (laughs) are still in the play. This could happen. I don't care. And I think my disconnect, I haven't watched anything. It's 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 what you just said. It's that sense of urgency, but I'll just share my own kind of personal story with you and just reflect it back to, you can reflect it back to me. I loved the way Adam Silver handled the NBA when Rudy Gobert's COVID test tested positive. He just said, we're done. We're, yeah. we're done tonight. There's the famous picture of, of um, Mark Cuban, the yeah. video clip of him being informed that like, Hey, we're done. We got to, we're, we're clearing the arena. That was, that was leadership to me. Yep. 
The disconnect for me has come and it revolves around one single issue. It's all of our professional sports teams access to COVID-19 testing mm. in juxtaposition with what's happening in the rest of the country. Yeah. And that that priority setting, it, it just doesn't align for me. And so when I see that they can get rapid testing done for so many people so quickly so that they can take the court, yep. those tests could be used to much greater effect somewhere else. And I, I can't reconcile that yet. And I really do struggle with it because I love sports. I love it so much. And I want to enjoy it. And I, I've i just made that choice that right now I just can't buy in. Well, you, you as a medical doctor, you should not be cool with it. You should be outraged because what, what, it, what it's doing is people with money or entities with money, which is the NBA, yeah. uh, they yeah. do daily testing. Major League Baseball does daily testing. The NFL does daily testing. The Pac-10 or Pac-12, pardon me, is going to start to do daily testing in the hopes that they can get their season started up. Right. And maybe maybe with the Big uh, Ten, they will uh, do uh, daily testing. Right. Th- that You should be mad because it shows if you got money, you could get the medical care you need. Right. And right. it's not right. It's not right. However, this is capitalism. This yeah. is big business. This is yep. industry. And yep. it don't stop for nobody. That's so right. because it is in the and you're right about Adam Silver. He handled this whole thing like an adult, like a leader. Unfortunately, the people we do need to handle things like an adult, like a leader in true leadership positions politically, they don't do that. Adam Silver did the right thing. He did what he was supposed to do. But what he's doing right now and what the NBA has done with the bubble, what Major League Baseball is doing, what the NFL is about to do, and what certain segments of college football is about to do, they're doing it not because of – not an altruism. They're doing it because they want the money. Because the money is there, they, they don't want to lose any money, and they want to continue to make as much money as possible. So you should be upset, and there should be a disconnect for you because, well, you're a doctor. You are – literally on the front lines of this COVID thing that the people who need the testing, the general public, they can't get it because they don't have a big backer. But yeah. Major League Baseball does, the NFL does, the NBA does. And and, and that, that should be problematic. But I think we've become un- unfortunately conditioned in this country to, hey, man, rich people have access to stuff we don't have access to. That's cool. I hope to be them one day. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. we're never going to be them that day. Right, right. It's not going to happen. The band that you and I both love and, and have seen together live, Metallica, they did that mm-hmm. live show in Sonoma. And uh, yeah, they recorded. Yeah. They were testing three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got uh, the money. Cause it, that's right. That's right. Because they got the money and it was worth it for them right. to do it. That's I mean, right. it just if, if, if you got so, the money, you so can get people to do shit for you. The argument that I remember hearing in, in April and in May about that sense of urgency of bringing sports back was that it does provide a service, that it does help elevate people, that it does bring that sense of kind of relaxation and calm. Do you think now in the fall, as we approach the fall, does that happen? Has it had a meaningful impact on people's mindset, on people's ability to relax at the end of a really difficult day? Or is that just all bullshit? I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. I do. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't think that people spend their day when, again, when there is a global pandemic happening, I just don't think people will spend their day going, if I could just get through this so I can sit down and watch a baseball game at yeah. seven o'clock. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't see that. 
I now, for either. me personally, I want a sports to come back because it makes my life easier. And, it, and it's it's my job. I will say, and just to give a shout out to, you know, to the guys I work with, to Tom Tobert and Larry Kruger, the shows we did when there was absolutely no sports, we 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 had fun. We um, we got into a lot of different topics and we made it work. And it was great. But when sports came back, there was a sense of relief, like, okay, man, now we can, it was sort of a, just a day-to-day, just a, you're in the flow, you're talking about what the Giants did or did not do or what the A's did or did not do. And we got football season coming up. You could just kind of get into that flow. But it, it just, in terms of just, it just the, the non-sports, you know, talk host people, I have a hard time thinking that. You're just like, man, if I could just get my baseball back, I'd I'd be OK. I think that's a narrative that was sold to us or, or that was put forth out there by the people who needed that narrative put out there, to, to be quite honest. Because, again, just as I said to you earlier, if you really think about sports and you think about sports fandom, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, the whole thing yeah. is ridiculous. It's I'm pure a fan recreation, of a team. right? Yeah. It's pure recreation. I'm a pure fan of a team because I'm from a certain place, right. yet you have no – real connection to that team it's like when you go to a game and they go you're san francisco giants that's marketing because uh, they so, ain't your san francisco right. giants I mean, they're just you know, not i've told you like i'm a miami dolphins fan i've been to miami once people ask me more why are you with dolphins i'm like honestly i don't even remember anymore i don't know i, I really don't know well, you have a son what team is he gonna like look he can like whoever he likes dan marino was cool like 40 years ago i'm 44 i don't know I really don't. I don't. Um, it, it is my mission to, to convert you to another team. You don't. You don't have to suffer being a Dolphins fan. <laughs> it's bad enough you're a Dodger and a Laker fan. You should do that to I yourself. Know. But then it was like I had this sort of I got to I got to rebel. That was my big rebellion growing up in the Bay Area. But <laughs> did you find it interesting, fun, rewarding, meaningful? I'm not quite sure what the right adjective would be. But did you find it? On the plus side, on the positive side, when you had that gap, when there was the sports vacuum for a few months with people who you know so well, Tom and Larry, who you've riffed with and had, I mean, you guys are nationally known because you're awesome at what you do. Was it fun to have that space to play? To me, it was. I'm not going to lie to you. As much as I love football, and I know we're going to get it with the NFL starting up in a little bit and you're going to get some college football I'm looking forward to not having my Saturdays, especially, and my Sundays to a certain extent, too, where it's just football all day. And I love football. But it does get to a point where it, it maybe just for me it becomes work that I'm not spending all day Saturday, Sunday, a little bit on Monday, and then Thursday grinding on football. But when we didn't have sports, when we were in true lockdown and quarantine, I liked being able to, and this is ESPN provided us the content, I really liked diving into that Jordan documentary and talking about old school basketball and, and, and Jordan, but also thinking about where we are right now and where we might go in the future with basketball. But I really did enjoy just kind of just kind of bullshitting with Tom and, and Larry 
just because we could just go in different places because the, yeah. the three of us just, you know, being three different people, but also kind of having this current shared experience and, and being sports fans, but coming at it from different angles with Tom being a former, you know, with Tom being a professional athlete and, and, and Larry, you know, with his mind for kind of sports facts and figures and me, you know, I just, you know, I'm just kind of the, the, the esoteric weirdo, just, you know, I just, you know, I just, I just kind of <laughs> That's like, why you like and I became fun. friends. Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, is, is just like, let's just have a conversation. Yeah. Where, where can we go and where can we meet up again in the middle and how long does that take us? I really, really, really enjoyed it. But I'm, I'm not going to sit in a lot of you. Again, as misguided as I think our sports fan can, can be at times, I missed sports. I miss sports. And so when baseball, which is that I think about it, the first to come back when it came back and, and just watch the game, there was a sense of, of just kind of like, ha. Ah. And just to get back to something we were talking earlier, I'm sure a lot of people felt that. But I do think that this idea of sports as as like this thing where we I got to have it, I got to need it. I think that lost its its grip because once again, real life just sort of took over. You can't you can't get away from that. I don't care how good of a baseball, basketball, football game you watch. You're never going to get away from the fact that hey man, people are dying, and hey man, people are losing jobs, and hey man, we. we what is the future going to look like for us? You just, you're never going to get away from that. I don't care how good the game is you're watching. Sports is not going to be the anesthetic of the masses. Nah. It's not going to nah. be that sort of opiate of the masses that's been nope. talked about before. And I think that maybe, maybe there was the naive hope that it would be somehow, but yep. you did bring up the Jordan documentary. And I just, what that did for me, I watched every episode. My, you know, Jess watched with me. We were just, it was just this trip down memory lane. I remembered every single highlight they showed where was, I, what I was, what was I doing? That nostalgia, that trip through a sports memory, that was wonderful. Yeah, Coming home man. after a really tough day, relax, finish dinner, you know, boom, we got an episode to watch, and just watching Jordan on the iPad talking about Gary Payton, it was the best. So there is still that; it's still all there. I, is maybe is it the context in which we consume it? No, I mean, well, context is everything. I'm I'm a firm believer in that, not just in in sports, but just in life. I mean, when you have, you know, that that's that, that's one of the great things about adulthood is that when you have the ability to look at a current situation and to be able to <clears throat> to do the calculus on it based on the experiences that you had, that, that to me that's real power. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's just that's something you don't have when you're in your teens. That's something yeah. you don't have when you're in your early, you know, maybe in the late 20s to be able to draw an experience to even if it's not an experience you actually had, if it's a shared experience, but to be able to draw an experience to to figure out what the hell is happening right now. That's a superpower as, as far as I'm concerned. But man, that Jordan doc just to just to kind of just talk about the cotton candy aspect of it, just to the enjoyment of it. Hey man, any of these young Thundercats out there talking about it, all respect to LeBron and all res- all respect it's to just, these cats that's who right now. Any of you young cats out there right now talking yeah. about Jordan won this, Jordan won that. If you watch that doc, oh it, and, and, and hopefully you come away with the fact that Jordan was a weapons grade asshole. Because he was and <laughs> totally. he still is. But if you come away from that doc and you don't understand what made that dude that dude, then I can't help you. He yeah. was a force on the court. 
He was a force culturally. He was he caught he was he was global. He was a global, global superstar. And to watch that stuff. And again, with perspective, because I you know, we're the same age. So we all saw it happen in real time. Yep. And we remember the feeling in real time. And to, to, to catch that feeling again. Hey, man, it, 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 whoever at ESPN or whoever all that came up with that. Give them a raise because they they it was they got lucky because it was supposed to come out in July. They were able to speed it up, have it come out during the the true quarantine we were in. And it was all done very, very well. They 100 percent nailed it. They 100 percent nailed it, man. It was so much of, of it was so fun to go back down that road again and to be able to like. I remember when that happened. I know where I was. I knew who yeah. I was with, or maybe I was actually in the gym when I when I saw it. To be able to get that man was that. That, that you know, we just from an entertainment standpoint, from a sports entertainment standpoint, that was the best thing that happened during the pandemic. Forget Tiger King. Forget all this stuff. <laughs> totally. The Jordan, the, the the Jordan Doc, the Last Dance. Those ten weeks, those ten episodes. That was as dumb as this sounds. The best part of the quarantine. It was it was so great. It's also kicked loose a whole bunch more people saying we want to make a sports doc. I know that yeah. I said Jordan, they're going to do one about Magic Johnson, but there was the, the moment that stuck out the most for me because I remember when I saw it and I remember how it made me feel was Jordan driving the lane against the Lakers in the finals and he skies and that guy had such a sense of moment. He didn't yep. have to switch hands, but he switched hands anyways and laid it up with his left and he's just like, we're just we're wrecked. Everyone's oh. wrecked. You can't stop this man. He's just he's entertaining while he's flying. It's too much. It's too good. Uh, uh, no, he 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 recognized. And, and that's the, the thing about him as uh, as an entertainer, because it's funny how people don't talk about him as as an entertainer. Totally. He's 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 Gene Kelly. He's he's James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, uh, uh He's the apex artist of our generation. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 he's Eddie Van Halen. Like he's, totally. he's Beethoven, dude. He, yeah. he knew he, 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 his skill and then kind of looking around and seeing the moment and him being able to put those two things together. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, he, he G'd off, he showed off and he didn't have to just look at his dunk contest. Oh, just go back and look at his dunk contest. I know. He didn't. And then have to, to not come back after the '87 one when he did. Yeah. The, he said, like, I'm I never, never went back. Like I did it. He didn't yeah. have to jump from the free throw line to dunk. <laughs> oh my but God. he knew he could, and yeah. he knew the reaction he would get, and he did. And it's one of the most that that that, that poster, which I I still have. I have it. And, and and you know what I'm talking about. It's mandatory. That, that poster from 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 the '88 dunk contest. Yeah. When he's coming from the free throw line, he got that thing cocked back basically behind Ooh. his head, totally. and he's flying through there. That's one of the great sports photographs of all time. It's, it's right there with standing Ali over Sonny Liston. standing yep. over Sonny Liston. It's yep. right there with, with Y.A. Tittle on his knees with his head bleeding. Totally. Mike J. flying through the air, cocked back from the free throw line is one of the great sports photos of all time. And he knew what he was doing. That's the thing about it. He's a hundred percent asshole, but he knew what he was doing. Anybody else lay it on me. I used to take that poster and I would take a magnifying glass and I would look at the crowd because I wanted to see everybody's face. I can tell you what time it is on, on the clock. It's three 12 in the afternoon. (laughs) I've studied Pat O'Brien 
was the, was the reporter because it was on CBS. It was in again. It was the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. He was he's on his knees and his mouth is a gape. Yeah. I said, dude, I've studied that poster just as much as you have. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is just it's this the facial expressions you would never be able to recreate them nor describe them. You have to hey, look. You want you want something fun? You want to do the same thing? Go back and look at the facial expressions of the people in Utah when after he shoved <laughs> Brian Russell out of the way and he shoved Brian Russell out of the oh, way. Oh boy, here we go. And, All right. and he's he's letting that shot go. Look yeah. at the faces of those poor sons of bitches in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> beaten. Beaten. Okay. They know what's about they, to go down. That they shot. knew it was going to happen when he stripped Malone. They, when, I mean, when he picked Oh, yeah, 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 yeah they know. Oh, we're in trouble. They know. We're in a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 the best fun. And this is why I think that documentary resonated and what is happening now. Like, I know the NBA playoffs are happening. I know the Lakers are still alive. I think something bad is happening with Milwaukee. <laughs> Lakers are going to get are going to get Jonas now. But beyond that, <laughs> I, it's it's not good for the leagues. I think when this many people are this disconnected, do you think when we emerge from all of this, whenever that is and however things look, do you think that the leagues will need to do some service recovery or do you think it'll be business as usual? I think they're going to need to do some service recovery. There's, there's, I mean, man, this is too, this is too big to just say, eh, we'll just teach this in the history books and keep moving. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think we've all been changed. Whether you know someone that has been, that has contracted the coronavirus, or whether it's because, your job has been affected. Your kids are not in school. It, we, we, we can't look at this and go, well, that happened. We're done. We're going to live with this for forever. And I, I, I just don't think sports is is going to be able to come back in just this normal form and go, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a day every year. Or we'll wear a ribbon. No, nah, man, we it, things has Things have changed, yeah. And yeah. sports is going to have to deal with it. And I wouldn't be surprised, quite frankly. And then I'm I'm making a wild guess and speculation here, but I wouldn't be surprised if sports dominance on television, if that just if that doesn't shrink, wow. which would be a, which would be really problematic because that's how the leagues make make uh, make their money. Make but again, that, that's just that's just my opinion. That's just wild speculation down yeah. there. Um, and and I'm more likely I'll be wrong about it. But I just I, I don't, I don't think, know. I don't you think could make an argument for that. And I think you're right. And I think that that argument can be made. And I would submit to you that the next few months are going to be really, really important in making that determination because the new national pastime is about to kick off. Right. The NFL is coming yep. back. Yeah. Do you have a sense of what is going to happen? Because I do. I think it's going to be a dumpster fire. I think this is going to be a hot mess. <sighs> well, I, think I mean, there's going to be fans in some of the stands. There's going to be it's going to be a mess. Oh, so you mean it's going to be America? Just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be the United States of America in 2020. Bravo. I, That's just I, well played. I, I don't. Listen, I didn't think this baseball thing was going to get as far as it is. So. Um, I was in the camp of they needed to stop and they didn't listen to me. So no, I've listened. I, I didn't think they needed to start. As I soon as the Marlins start sending people home in private cars from Philadelphia, <laughs> like, after, you guys don't after, know what you're doing. After the, the Cardinals thing happened, I thought, oh, well, okay, well, man, it's, it's a wrap. And yet they're still playing baseball. Still playing. And man. if they get through this regular season and they get to a bubble, then they might be okay. I, 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 I am surprised the NBA has gotten to this point, but now hindsight has you know, given us perfect vision. We understand it. Okay. Yeah, they did it right. So reflexively, 
I want to say, hey, man, I cannot believe the NFL in college football. We'll get, I'm sure we'll get to that. But I can't believe the NFL is going to pull this off. But they're doing daily testing. They are financially invested into getting this done. They very well might pull it off. Now, it's going to be interesting because it, it is a contact sport. What's going to happen if they have trouble fielding teams? Right. Um, I, I, but but I, I don't I, – I, I, like I said, I thought baseball was not going to pull this off. I yeah. can't believe it's September and they're still playing games. So I, at this point, because there is a financial incentive – to play the games so they can be on television, to play the seasons, to get it done. It's motivation for the owners and the players, too. We can't forget the fact that the players, they want this, they need this, because that's, sure. that's how they it's make their livelihood, brand. of course. I, I'm, I, I can't dismiss the NFL being able I, I can't dismiss them being able to pull this off. I just can't. Yeah. It's it's funny though because we're you know we're a few days away from the NFL kicking off. And I think for me, the 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 item that resonates around what you said around how we consume this being different, normally we're at a fever pitch right now for football. Oh yeah. Yeah. No one is talking about it. You and I go to the same websites. We follow the same people. No one, no one is talking about the NFL right now. And, and that might be me in a silo kind of validating my own opinions. No, but I know. Uh, it's Nothing really right. different than what it normally is. Well, like this weekend just, is when we're all doing our fantasy football drafts. Yeah. Like it's on and no one's paying attention. It, well, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, that <laughs> this is going to be weird because I abhor preseason. I, I think the fact that we don't have preseason and we yeah. don't have those games sort of on, I think that's blending in a little bit. Okay. Here's what I'm going to be interested about. I'm going to be interested, A, number one, the NFL ratings. So oh, yeah. uh, first game of the season is going to be Thursday. Yep. Uh, KC and Texas. Marquee um, matchup. Um, premium a, game. Oh, God. Go Texans. But Bill <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, Bill O'Brien. You signed Deshaun today. I loved it. Well, you know what? Then Bill O'Brien must not have been in the room because they made a smart decision. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes about that. Don't get, you know, I'll talk about this. I'll ruin your whole podcast talking about the Texans and how much I hate Bill O'Brien. So let's, let's move on. Let's but I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what the ratings are for that game, for the NFL games for the first couple, because that might blow a hole. The hole in our theory of nobody, yeah. people are yeah. caring less about sports because if the NFL, which is the best television show, that's true, which is the best show on TV and it gets the biggest ratings, if those ratings are are even as they were last year or go up, then that tells you everything you need to know about the NFL's be, power. That might be it, catharsis. It might be. It, yeah. it, it, it might be. But I'm curious to see where the ratings are going to be for that, and I'm curious to see what the fantasy football numbers are going to be, what the gambling numbers are going to be. And I was going to ask I, you about that. Do you have a sense of what's happening with sports gambling? Because obviously last year, oh, uh, hey talking. man, uh, hey man, if 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 there's something to gamble on, yeah, mad gambling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But but I again, when we get to the NFL, which is what the casual. Like the, the sharps, the the people who are into gambling, they're finding stuff to get in on baseball or when soccer was going on, when European soccer was happening, uh, golf. They've been getting in on that. But now the masses come in on football pro and, and what colors we're going to have. It's going to be interesting to see what the handle is going to be on that because if people feel like, even with the economy being in distress, if people feel like, Hey man, I still want to put down whatever I put down on the Bears minus three and a half. Then I think you're really going to find the power of sports because it's yeah. this is how you know people are down with sports. Are they watching it? 
Are they betting on it? Are they betting on it? Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to track that. And I think the NFL really is the bellwether. So our timing yeah, for yeah. this conversation is perfect. But you brought it up. So we've got to talk about it. College sports. I, I went to UCLA. I love my college sports as much as you love your college oh. sports. I am really troubled by what's about to happen. I am. I am. And I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. I'm really troubled. You and I have talked about this. The way the way the NCAA, the, the construct around it, right? There's the famous John Branch article. It's it's troubling just to begin with. Now, this is this is it's morally and ethically wrong. I just I can't stand what's happening. Well, I mean, I, I, we as observers, we have long ago. As far as the morals and the ethics of it, it's been morally and ethically wrong since forever, since yeah. it started. Yeah. So we, yeah. we have we have abandoned shit about the morals or the ethics. Fair point. Yeah, I, and and okay. I'm 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 not I'm I'm and I'm not dismissing what you're saying. I'm just saying that we we've I'm I'm right there with you. I know it's morally and ethically wrong, but damn it, if Louisiana State University of football is not it's not it's important to me. But yeah. I know it's yeah. it's wrong. I know it's wrong. They announced a couple I, days ago the Pac-12 schools came together and they're going to be doing daily testing for the for all of their athletes. No, but but here's the, here's what I'd say. Why about aren't that. they doing that for the students? What is the priority of the university? Like that they they say it's this they say it's a you know the academics with, with the nod to well we know it's the sports. This is pretty much the silent part out loud. Well, they're saying yes. we're going to test the athletes, but we can't test our student body as well. But a whole. here's the thing: they've been saying the silent part out loud for years, and we've been hearing them say the silent part out loud for yeah, years. You're right. We don't right. give a shit that they're saying the silent part out loud for years. We've if, if listen, everybody knows, everybody knows that college football teams and some college basketball teams are separate from the university. That's why they have athletic dorms. Yeah. It's, it's 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 not an accident that the athletes don't don't live in the regular dorms of the students because regular dorms for the students fucking suck. Athlete yeah. dorms? Have you ever been? Bonkers. Did you go to the athlete dorms in UCLA? No. Dude, same <laughs> man. I Bonkers. can only imagine what it is yeah. right now. They probably got like like flying cars and everything. <laughs> it's, 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 the athletes live separately yeah. from from the students because yeah, the athletes are more important. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. they because they make money because they make money for the university. Regular students, yeah, you you make you pay the university. You don't make money for the university. Yeah. So it, it's important for these universities, to, the athletic department specifically, the presidents of the big athletic departments. They just kind of see it as kind of like, eh, it's it's a part of the deal because it's been that way for over a hundred and and twenty years. But we'll put up with it. But we don't really bang with it. Yeah. But but all of a sudden, when it came down to it, and it was a life or death situation in the Pac-12, unanimously in the Big Ten, 12 out of 14 schools, they were like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, because it's not worth the risk. Now, right. in the SEC and the ACC, because the, the football team is the front porch, let you know how great the university is, because academically, the university sucks. It was important for them to have – it's important for them to have football. Because what else do you think of the University of Alabama for? You don't think of it for medical research. You don't think of it for, you know, for the genome splicing. I'm just throwing out words here now. You think of it because of football. But at the University of Washington, they don't give a shit about football. 
because it's the University of Washington. So it's important for certain universities to have football and have fall sports because that's what they're known for. I yeah. applaud the Pac-12 and certain segments of the Big Ten for not doing it. But once they came out with the daily testing, which is what the Pac-12 has gotten into, and, they, and, and I'm glad they're going to do it. Now they're like, let's start that football machine up. Because you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. And yeah. I don't care whether you like football or not. Ain't nobody going to turn down hundreds of millions of dollars. Not if you can make it and you don't have to pay the employees, which they don't in college football. Right. So then if we take this step back as we kind of wrap this conversation up, because you and I could go for a five-parter and, you know, <laughs> no one wants to hear me talk that much. <laughs> Just looking looking at it again. In, in five years time, when when you 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 were on you're on the air and you guys are talking about wow that crazy fall of 2020 when they had the World Series and the NBA Finals and the NFL kicked off, <laughs> is this stuff gonna count or are we gonna look at this as like one sort of extended Pro Bowl exhibition sort of thing? Is it gonna actually? I know that they're saying the statistics are gonna count and it's gonna go into the record books and blah blah blah. Do you think it's gonna have that same sort of stickiness? All right, so so let me give you the wise ass answer and not give you a real answer. Okay. It it depends on who wins. If the Dodgers win the World Series, then now nah, man, that's a bogus title. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. If the Lakers, <laughs> if the Lakers win the NBA Finals, now nah, man, that don't count. That was the bubble. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody counting for that. So now now that I've got my Dodger and Laker hate out of the way, <laughs> um, I. I, I, I I'm in puddles right now. I'm so. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, I, I I I do think for certain people it is going to depend on who wins, but I think mostly it 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 will depend on the playoffs because and this is where I I, I will give Major League Baseball, and the NBA, and I guess the NFL and the NHL too. I'll give them credit. The playoffs are going to be the playoffs. Yeah. It's still going to be the NBA. It's going to be best of seven series all the way through, four best of seven series. Then the Major League Baseball is going to be a little different because uh, the the top team, the number one team is going to play the 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 last wild card team. It's going to be a best of three, but you're still going to have to prove over three, five, and seven games that you're the best team. The NFL, the playoffs, the regular season and the playoffs – presumably are going to be normal and the national hockey league, they've all been just your average seven game series. Yeah. So it, it, because the playoffs are normal after no abnormal regular seasons, you know, when you get to the playoffs, man, you're getting the best against the best and you have those best of sevens in, in those, in those sports that have them. I, I'm, I'm inclined to say, Hey, you win the playoffs. You're in, you're in, and, and and that's legitimate. So I'm to be, you know, honest. I'm not whoever wins. You want it, you want it. It might have yeah. been a, an odd regular season, but you won the playoffs, and ultimately that's what it's all about. I mean, with, you know, when is the regular season really mattered in major in the NFL, or I should say the NBA? the NHL and major league baseball. Yeah. Uh, the NFL is a little bit different cause it's a, you know, it's a one and done. So I, I just, I'm inclined. Hey man, you go through that playoff crucible, whatever it is, you're a deserving and worthy champion, no matter who you are. 
I'm going to sit with that because to be quite honest, I also feel like my self-righteous indignation is going to get to a point where I'm kind of cutting off my nose to spite my face, not to like hammer on the metaphors too much. If it's, if it's on and I can relax and, you know, Jess and I can shoot the breeze and you and I can text a little bit and it's the Dodgers Yankees in the world series in a couple of weeks, like I'm going to probably want to enjoy that. If the Lakers win the title this year, it'll be fun. If nothing else, it'll be a little bit of fun and that's okay too. And I think I probably need to give myself that forgiveness to say, you know what, this boulder is rolling. This is one part of a, of a domino effect of, of errors. And yet here we are and it's 11 o'clock on a Thursday night and I got to go to the hospital tomorrow, but you know what? The Dodgers are in the world series and we can enjoy hey, some hey, baseball for a minute. Hey, man, hey man it, listen, still enjoy it because th- this is what I will say. And having the opportunity to talk to, to, to players and to coaches that are going through this right now. Everybody's in the same boat, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's trying to figure out. We're all yeah. trying to navigate through a situation that we are just, we are completely – we, we we have no we have no perspective on. We yeah. just don't know. We don't we we can't talk to our parents and go, can you tell us what it was like during the great pandemic of 1968? Because there was no great pandemic <laughs> in 1968. The last one was in 1918. Yeah. So we're we're all trying to figure this out. So you know, the, the the these athletes, you know, men and women that are, like I was watching the U.S. Open earlier today. Like how weird. Like I've gotten used to sports without fans. But I cannot watch the U.S. Open because that's that's the one to me anyway, where like fans, there's such a big part of it to me, even yeah. more like like college football, but even more so than a major league baseball game or, or, or more so than than a, a, a hockey game. It's the U.S. Open. How weird must it be for those athletes to try and win a very important title for them to do it in such a sterile, abnormal situation? So they're they're trying to live just like we're trying to live. All I can say is if you're a sports fan and you're trying to reconcile it, I get it. I understand it. But just it's 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 there for us to enjoy. And the people who are are, are playing it. They're doing their jobs. And just like we try to support restaurants that we love or we try to support businesses that we love, I understand that we have these oligarchs owning these teams. But if you could distill it down to, hey, man, there are these men and women out there that have worked their whole lives to do this and they're doing this in these weird conditions. You could support them. That's okay. That's quite all right, because they, they want your support. They need your support probably now more than ever, because, well. There's nobody in the stands. Who knows if this is going to be a thing next year? We, we just we don't know. So it's OK to allow yourself kind of that that guilty pleasure, that indulgence of being a sports fan, even though during these times, especially for, you know, and, and let me get personal for wonderful, brave people like you. It's OK, man. It's OK. It's OK. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Go ahead and enjoy it, man. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel don't feel guilty about it. That's what it's there for, man. I am I am grateful to you, not just for coming on the show, not just for being my friend, but for actually doing what a friend does, which is help change perspective and help give a boost. You're right. And I totally it's it's nice to I'm still pissed. I will stay pissed. But it's also OK to just say, you know what? 
the Lakers are in the Western Conference playoffs. They're playing the Rockets, and let's get after it. You yeah, know? man. I, I, I still remember Ralph Sampson's dumb volleyball shot knocking the— <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, baby. The pressure <laughs> shot is the greatest shot in the history of the Houston Rockets <laughs> Just, basketball franchise. You can yes. have it. Oh, my God. That's right. I can't have it, and I do <laughs> have it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> this was a total treat. The perspective that you're able to bring, and I and I, I knew this would be the case, not just because I know you as well as I do, but I, I have a sense of the way you look at the world of sports from that that humanistic perspective. And I think that those conversations that you and Tom and Larry probably had in March, April, May inform a lot of this too. You guys have a role to play in this and your insight into this, into how we can bring a little bit of fun and, and joy and just that same kind of energy back a little bit. So wonderful, so helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful to you, Rod. Thank you, man. Oh, it, it, Mark. I mean, listen, we we don't talk as much as we should, and that's on me. But I, the work you do, and the life you live, and the people you help, it 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 can't be appreciated enough. And like I said earlier, hey, man, to make a lifelong friend when you're well into your adulthood, that's a very, very special thing. And I, and, and I will never lose sight of that. And I'm, I'm honored to be on such a, an intellectual august podcast like this. Cause normally, you know, for me, it's just, it's a, uh, you know, it's a bunch of poop jokes, you know, what I do on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like my IQ has gone up 10 points, which uh, now it. gets it into double digits, which is awesome. <laughs> oh <my God>. Unbelievable. <laughs> You know, I appreciate all the, the the kind things that you said, and you are definitely in that small category of a place that I never thought would actually happen, which is being able to make a new friend as an adult. And so I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on this show and just kind of helping us gain this perspective. Keep taking good care of yourself. You and your family are awesome. We will get to hang out more one day in the future. Yeah, and, right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll do this again. But Rod, thank you so much. I love you, brother. Anytime. You too, man. My thanks once again to Rod for joining me on Explore the Space podcast. Definitely take the opportunity to check out his show, The Tolbert, Kruger, and Brooks Show on KNBR 680. The website is in the show notes. You can link to the show through the KNBR website or if you use iHeartRadio or whatever platform you like to listen to Sports Talk Radio on, it's there. It's an outstanding show and Rod is really at the top of his game. And thank you again to the sponsors of this episode, Lori Bedke and Creighton University. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. And thanks as always to you so much for listening. I appreciate it. We will never take it for granted. Thank you for your time and your interest. It was great having you here. As always, please make sure to wear your masks, maintain physical distancing, wash your hands, and take good care of yourselves. If you haven't taken the opportunity to register to vote, please do so. And please make sure that your friends and family and colleagues have done the same. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.